Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Sunday recap episode of the Heaven and Hell podcast. I'm so thankful that you all are here, that you're listening with me today, wherever today finds you. If it's Monday morning, I hope that your week's off to a great start. Um, But if it's any other day of the week, I hope you're just finding that the joy of the Lord is your strength, that He's helping you to get through this week and whatever you face. And I'm so excited to share with you what God did at Hope Apostolic this morning and just some of the celebrations that we got to have. It was 25 years at Hope. We were celebrating today um, the 25th anniversary of our church, and we had some friends in from out of town celebrating with us. We had a big dinner after service. It was just I mean, we had perfect weather today. The Vols won this weekend. And the Kentucky Wildcats won too. There's some that calls for celebration for our entire church. Our church is split during football season, but um, that was, I got way off track with that, but it's just been a wonderful, wonderful weekend and God is so good. Um, A few little announcements. I'm so excited. That's the second time I've said that word. I've got to find a new one, but I am excited. (laughs) Stop. Okay. I told you guys that um, I had ordered some new equipment and that we were going to be like having guests on the podcast. And so we did, I got to interview my first guest for the podcast and it's going to be so much fun. Actually, Pastor Harold Malden was in this weekend. He preached our anniversary service for us. So while he was here, we sat down and just had a conversation. We were going to talk about friendships, Christian friendships and making them last because he's been coming and preaching at our church for 25 years. And it's because he's been a friend to our family for that long, it longer than that, actually. And so I wanted to kind of just talk to him about that, how you make a relationship or a friendship within the church um, endure, how you bring endurance to that. But we got a little sidetracked and we talked about just ways that the church has changed over the past 25 years, some things that we're doing better and some things maybe that we're missing. And it was such a rich conversation. So good. And I'm anticipating you guys getting to hear that. That episode will come out this Thursday. And then next Thursday, I have another guest that's going to be on the podcast with me. It's my cousin and my friend, Rachel Pitts is going to be on. And we're talking about, we're going to talk about church notes, taking notes at church, which seems maybe kind of silly, but uh, Rachel's the pro. And if you take notes at church and you feel like you're not getting that much out of them, or maybe you don't go back and look at them, um, that's going to be an episode you want to listen to. So really exciting, excited for all the things that are coming up on the podcast. But today we're talking about this Sunday service, celebrating 25 years at Hope. And I mentioned this morning during service on my way to church this morning, I was just praying and I was thanking God. And I was thinking about, you know, just the flow of our service, the order, how it was going to go and some different opportunities that where I would have to um, speak and just what I want to say and how and what I felt like the Lord wanted me to say. And of course, we always want to give honor 
to where honor is due. Um, Romans chapter 15 tells us to, or maybe it's chapter 13, it's in there somewhere, tells us to outdo one another in showing honor. And so this morning we wanted to show honor to brother and sister Pitts, my grandparents who started this work. Um, but also we want to give honor to the Lord because he gave them that desire and he gave them the direction and everything that we have today is because of Jesus and everything that's happened in the past 25 years is because of Jesus. And so I just want to say that before I say anything else that I'm extremely grateful. My sister Christina spoke in the service this morning and had us all tearing up just about how the people here, they're absolutely our favorite people in the world. And Brother Harold kind of followed this up in his message too, that your church family, sometimes they're closer than your blood family. And when I come here every weekend and get and on Wednesday nights and all the other nights of the week that I hang out with my church family, they really are um, the people that I'm closest to. They've seen me through ups and downs and... I'm really thankful for every person who makes hope, hope. And I just, I'm saying this all not to brag up my church, but so that someone who's listening, if you don't have a church family, you're missing out. And I just want to encourage you to find one. And if you, you know, if you go, if you, if you're not going to church and you start going and you don't feel at home, go somewhere else until you feel at home, pray about it. And I know I'm not saying if you're already in a church and you're established to go somewhere else. That is not what I said. I was saying if you are not, if you don't have a church home, I want you to pray about it. And I want you to go and find a place where you feel at home and you feel like the Lord um, can bring you close to a community of believers. Because I don't know how I would get through life without it. Absolutely do not know. So, all right. I feel like I've rambled a little bit. So let's talk about the service this morning. We had two worship sets. We did um, The Whole Earth Sings, and we did Praise by Elevation Worship. And then we did Fear Is Not My Future into the chorus of Because He Lives, which was beautiful. And then that was all that we had planned. But Joseph, my husband and our pastor, he is notorious for saying, let's do one more song. It never fails. We think like we're done with the worship set. And he says, just let's do one more. So we also did Psalm 23, and I loved the worship set this morning. It was really good, and it just flowed perfectly into the message. Um, we had Joseph told this story this morning, and it's my story, so I will tell it here too. Um, Joseph hasn't been gone to our church for the entire 25 years. He's just come since he and I have been married, so for 10 years. But I was seven when we built the church, and then... I turned eight that next year, and it was the day after Christmas, December 26th. It was a Wednesday night, and my granddad preached about the Pool of Bethesda and how the waters would be troubled and that whenever the waters were troubled, people could come and be healed. And he preached that on a Wednesday night, and that night um, he said, the waters are troubled. They are, and I went up to the front, and I remember I remember like it was yesterday that I didn't want to go, but I felt like I should. Um, there was just something pulling me. And I remember, in, and I know I was only eight, but I had grown up in church and I had heard this kind of preaching before. And I knew that 
um, even when I didn't feel like going, that if I would go, that the Lord would bless me. And so I went up to the front to where he said that the waters were troubled. And that night, uh, me and my sister and one of my cousins and two other young ladies who were in our church, the Lord filled us all with the Holy Ghost. And it was a beautiful night. And that was 24 years ago. And it just, it's really cool to see how things have come full circle. And now that Joseph and I are pastoring, but also to still be in church with all of my family and to see all the people that God has brought in. And I'm saying all that to say, like the waters were troubled this morning. You could feel it um, as the worship was going on. Like you could feel the the presence of God, like it was stirring in the house. It was moving and you could just feel it almost like a breeze came through. And I just love when that happens. And Joseph got up there and he said the what before the preaching even happened and said, the waters are troubled. And, um, if you need something from the Lord, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, whatever you need come and people came to the front and just tears falling from their eyes. And I know that the Lord moved in so many lives this morning. And I'm, I know that, um, if we can take, this is what I want to say. If we can take what we hear on Sundays and what we feel on Sundays. And if we can turn around on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when we're not here and when we don't feel it, but if we can take what we've heard and what we've learned and we can put it into practice, then we can be changed. But that's what it takes. And so, you know, some churches, and I've even felt this way before that, you know, when the message is given that there's got to be this great reaction from everyone. And I know that, Um, The response that we have at church doesn't always translate to the way we live on Monday. So I would rather see someone take it seriously and think about what is said at church and turn around and put it to practice on Monday than to um, act on Sunday. So, I mean, that's just, that's what happens sometimes. And, um, I see. And the thing is, there's fruit, right? So when the Lord moves in our lives and when we're growing in the spirit, we will bear fruit. And you can see that in people's lives. So where they might not go to the altar, they might not cry, they might not jump up and down or any of those things. That's not what changes your life. When you go home on Monday, if um, you live like a changed person, that means that the spirit is at work in you because we can't change on our own. We have to have the help of the Holy Ghost. So, whoo. Anyways, that was not even the message. That was my message. That was my preaching. So let's talk about um, this morning's message from Brother Harold. All right, the message this morning, um, the title was You're Still at Hope, and our church is Hope Apostolic. So it was a little play on words, but the message was about hope and how there is always hope. And the scriptures were from Luke chapter 24, verses 15 through 21. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. And I really like this story. This is some of the material that we used for Bible quizzing at our church camp this year. So I'm really familiar with it. And I I really like this story. So this happens. It's after the crucifixion and it's actually after the resurrection, but the disciples don't know that Jesus or all of everyone doesn't know that Jesus has raised from the dead yet. And so what happens is there are two apostles who are um, walking along the road and Jesus comes up along next to them and he's talking to them and they don't know who he is. So 
This is Luke 24, and I'm going to start um, with verse 15. It says, while they were talking, the apostles, and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back, saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Okay, so the... The like premise of the message this morning was about faith, hope, and love. And we preach a lot of messages about faith, and we preach a lot of messages about love. But hope maybe is the one that we don't preach about as much. And I think we do preach about hope, but definitely not as much as we talk about love, loving God, loving our neighbor, and as much as we talk about faith. You know, I, you can just quote right off the top of your head, faith without works is dead. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Because we, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you know, because these are things that are preached over and over again. But hope is something that our world is in desperate need of. And when you look around, you can see that because there are people who are taking their own lives. There are people who are turning to drugs and alcohol and all kinds of different addictions. There are people who have given up. There are people struggling with depression and anxiety and all of those things. There are so many reasons for them, right? But the bottom line is that there is an absence of hope and we need that. And hope is a message that has to be preached. And so the message for our church this morning was to was specific to our congregation that the people sitting here in this building that they are quite literally at Hope Apostolic Church they're still at hope and that if they're here then there's still a chance there is still hope as long as but the message to the church in general is that as long as you still have breath in your body um, you can make a choice uh, Brother Harold talks about this. I think he actually says it on the episode that you'll get to hear on Thursday. But he says he wakes up every morning with two things, with pain and with joy. And one of those is a choice. And one of those is just life. Pain is part of life. As you get older, that's something you experience. But joy is a choice. And hope is like that too. Um, there are going to be things that we suffer through in this world that are just part of life. But hope is something that we can have. Um, so there were a few things that I wrote in my notes that I want to share that I thought were really good. Um, this first one that I highlighted, so I was writing my notes, but then the things that I knew I wanted to share with you guys, I went back and highlighted, was that he said, whatever you face, it's just a season. It cannot define you, but it will refine you. And we, he was kind of joking about how we were celebrating that Tennessee and Kentucky both um, 
that Tennessee and Kentucky both won their football games yesterday, but for the Heralds from Arkansas and the Razorbacks lost. And he said, you know, they're my team and I love them. And if they lose every game for the rest of this season, like I'm still going to cheer for them. I'm still going to love them because um, I know that it's just a season and it doesn't, one season doesn't define you. But that's such a truth that we need to recognize in the spirit too, that whatever you face, um, whatever you're going through, whatever mountain is ahead of you, it's just a season and your seasons don't define you. They don't define who you are. Only God defines you and you are his child and you belong to him. But the seasons that we go through, they can refine us. So don't let your failures mess with you. Stick to faith, hope, and love. And he talked about just the friendship between those three things. Let's see. Okay, so let's go back to our scriptures. In our scriptures, Jesus comes up along these two men and they're walking on the road and they're telling him, don't you know what happened? And But look how they um, refer to Jesus. Let me find this scripture. It says in verse 19, and he said to them, what things? And they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. So they're talking about Jesus in the past tense. And he's right there with them. And we do that sometimes. We talk about Jesus and the things that he's done like it's past tense. Um, even celebrating 25 years at our church, it would be easy to say like, just to focus on what the Lord has done in the past and forget that he's still doing things right now in the present. And we do that in our lives too. We talk about what God has done for us before. And then we forget that he's still moving. He's still working things out for us today. And um, so we put Jesus in the past tense. And when we do that, we put hope in the past tense, but hope can't exist in past tense. It's impossible because hope is about the future. And um, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope and a future. And so much of our relationship with the Lord um, we focus on the past because he forgave us of our sins, you know, and all of these things like he cleansed us of our past. And then sometimes we forget about the present and the future relationship that we have with him. He is a very present help in times of trouble is what the Bible says. And also we have a future hope too, not just in this life, although we do have hope that he will help us get through whatever we face in this life, but we also have the hope of a future glory in heaven. There is always hope. Okay, I want to end on this one last note that I wrote, um, something that Pastor Harold, Brother Harold said this morning. He said, there is much more to hope than meets the eye. And I want to think about the scriptures that we read about the two men who were on their way. And when Jesus came and he was talking to them, there was so much more to Jesus than what met the eye. They just saw him as another person. But later on in this verse, in this um, scripture, they say, when they realized that it was him, they said, did not our hearts burn within us when he talked to us? And while he opened up the scriptures to us and just like there's was more to Jesus than met the eye for the apostles, for the disciples. It's the same today. I already said it, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's so much more to Jesus than what meets the eye. There's so much more to hope because we know that he is our hope than meets the eye because it's not about what we can see. 
there was a message that was preached by a friend of ours. Um, years ago, he came and preached at our church and he hung up this huge black curtain. And the message was about the things that are going on behind the scenes. And we forget that. We forget that God is up to something, that he's doing things, he's working on things that we cannot see, that we do not know. So there's more. There's more to him than meets the eye. So I want you guys just to remember that this week as you go along, whatever you face, know that God's up to something, that there's more than meets the eye, that there's um, things that we're never going to understand, never know about because God works behind the scenes. And I want you to remember that there is always hope. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.